Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. My name is Ola and I'm here with G. Hi. And Betty. Hello. And the queen you guys have all been waiting for, Anna Huang. Is it Huang? It's Huang. Huang. Okay, cool. We've been saying it wrong for a very long time. It doesn't doesn't pronounce the way that it looks. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're good. I got into an argument with my partner this morning about the difference between Spanish omelets and frittatas, but otherwise I'm great. <laughs> oh no, I don't For actually about 30 know minutes. <laughs> I can't even contribute to that because I have no idea what the difference is. <laughs> if anyone can write in and explain how baking a frittata and flipping an omelet on a pan is different, then please do because I need backup. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe for my next book. <laughs> Yeah, no, please do. <laughs> it could be like the break, like why they yeah. break up over a it's Spanish like a, omelet. The third act conflict is over an omelet. <laughs> okay, awesome. So you need to tell us, how did you get into writing romance? Yeah, um, it's interesting because I, so in terms of writing in general, um, I, so I grew up in a Chinese household and my family didn't really speak English that well. Um, so when I entered school, I had to take English as a second language classes, which I didn't know. I thought that every week I just got to skip class and talk to this man who would come and like, we would talk in English and we would like walk around the school. Um, so I didn't know I was in this class and my mom didn't tell me cause I, I think she didn't, um, she didn't want me to feel like bad about not as being good at English as the other students, but she told me, she's like, hey, like, why don't you write me a different story in English every day, like a short story? And in my mind, I was like, oh, wow, like my mom really likes reading my stories. <laughs> so I wrote her like a story every single day. Um, and that kind of like, I guess, jumpstarted me writing. Um, and she has always like encouraged my reading and writing hobbies. Like she took me to the library every weekend. And I started reading romance when I <laughs> when I was, probably too young to be reading romance but I was like 11 like 10 or 11 I started nearly all the authors started at that age (laughs) and the thing is like my mom didn't speak English that well so I'm like I don't know if she knows the type of books I was reading at that age but anyway um so I started reading romance and I started writing um just it started as like a creative outlet for me and kind of like therapeutic like whenever I was like feeling kind of upset or down I would write Um, and then when I was in high school, I wrote my first like full length novel, which I didn't really, I've since unpublished it because the writing when I was like 16, is not, uh, (laughs) the best writing I've ever done in my life. Um, and then I stopped for a while because I graduated college and like life got too busy. Um, but then the pandemic happened in 2020 and I had more free time on my hands. So I really got back into reading and writing, um, in that year and, now two years later here we are (laughs) here we are with the twisted series that blew the fuck up (laughs) yeah it's been pretty wild uh sometimes i forget i'm like when i look at the time i'm like oh wow twisted love only released a year and a half ago um which is pretty wild it released in april of 2021 
So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it feels like a little surreal. <laughs> did I, um, I think I read somewhere, did you get your start on Wattpad? Yeah, that was where I published my <laughs> 16-year-old self's story. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, and actually it did, it actually did very well on there. Um, <laughs> the story went viral on there. Um, but I, and then I published a few years later because in full honesty, I went to grad school and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't work while I'm in grad school because I'm a full-time student. I'm like, I need some way to get income. So I'm like, well, I already have this story. Why don't I just like put it up? Um, and I didn't think of like writing as a career then I was literally like, okay, I'm just going to put this book up and like, that's it. Um, but anyway, like I said, it's been unpublished. Um, that was YA, so I don't write YA anymore. So, <laughs> That's no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not YA. <laughs> um, are there any particular authors that you love at the moment? Yeah, I. So when I first got back into reading in 2020, like for pleasure, I binged like Nalini Singh's Psy Changeling series, um, which is like a paranormal romance series. It's like 20 something books, and I binged it all in like a month and a half. It was really wild. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's just say I sped read. But yeah, I really like her. I think she is really good at world building. And even though, like, there's so many books in the stories, like, I'm still able to get invested over that amount of time. Um, for contemporary romance, I really like Helen Huang, um, The Kiss Potion. Oh, Potions. love Helen Huang. Yes. The Kiss so Potion good. is one of my favorite books. I yes. mean, all three of the books are good, but I love Amazing. it. And I think, I think The Kiss Potion was one of the first, like, mainstream, like, really mainstream romances that I personally read that featured, like, Asian Characters. Yeah, so it I is. Really... Well, I think it is as well. And also, um, Ali Hazelwood was like one of the first yes. mainstream with a Latina yeah. Um, yeah. character as well. So they did both of them just killed it. And they came yeah. out at the same time as well. Yeah. And so I, I really enjoy her as well. Um, and I'm sure there's more, but those are like two of my two of my top favorites. <laughs> I'm not surprised. The Kiss Quotian is um, amazing incredible yes. book um so what are you reading right now I okay so I am I'm reading like four different books at once but um I am reading The Silent Patient by I think Alex Nicholson is his name it's a thriller because I have to like switch between genres otherwise I get like a little too burned out and then I'm reading um Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall which is an MM romance that was popular a few years back. Um, and then I'm reading, sorry, it's like so long. No, please I'm like keep reading. telling us. I'm going to listen to this and download all those books. I'm reading so many different books at once. Um, and then I just started Kennedy Ryan's um, The Kingmaker, which is part of her All the King's Men duet. And then... <laughs> I am reading another thriller called, I think, Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm rotating between those four right now. <laughs> How do you rotate between books? Like, don't you? Like, <laughs> I, so I would get so confused. I'd be like, wait, which storyline no, am I up to now? It is so funny because up until, like, last year, or even, like, early this year, I was strictly, like, a one-book reader, right? Like, I'm like, I finish this book and then I move on to the next book. 
And then I don't know what happened with my brain. Like my reading habits have changed a lot over the past two years. Um, and I just can't, sometimes I can't focus. Like I have to go back and forth. So I would read like one chapter, I would read one chapter of a book and then I would pause and then I would go to the next book and then I would read one chapter and then I just circulated until I finished the books. Unless, I mean, unless there are some books that I'm literally like, okay, I have to read this all right away. But I was just about to say, like with the thriller, don't you want to know what the ending is? Um, I do. Like, yeah, honestly, sometimes like Frida McFadden's books, I like binge them because they're like pretty short. They're like really easy to read. Um, and she, so I just really got into thrillers this year. Um, and she was like one of my first authors that I started reading under the Sharna. So her backlist, I binged like very fast. <laughs> and now this is her newest book. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, for some books, I'm like, okay, I just have to finish it. But then like sometimes when I kind of want like a change of pace, I'll circulate between like thriller, romance and like fantasy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So we actually want to know more about the Twisted series. How did you come up with the idea? Yeah, so I have always uh, wanted to write a story. I mean, I generally gravitate towards series with a strong group of girl, like girlfriends anyway. Um, I just think that we need more like strong female friendships in the romance space because we see a lot of books with like guy groups and not as much with girl groups. Um, so I always wanted to do one of those. And honestly, it kind of came organically. I was like, okay, like these are the four girls. So what are their stories? Um, for Twisted Love, it started off being more of a contemporary romance without like the suspense or the plot twist or anything like that. And then I got a few chapters into writing it and I wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> so I went back to the drawing board. Um, and around the same time, I had read an article about HSAM which is the memory condition that Alex has in the book. And I was like, oh, like, this would make an interesting plot point in a book. Um, and so I kind of shaped part of the plot around that. And then the other, honestly, the other books came kind of organically to me. Um, I don't actually plot out an entire series when I start writing the first book. Like, I generally know what the next book and maybe the next two books are about. And then I kind of just go from there. You just, just kind of work it out as you go along. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you want to kind of give us an overview about what the Twisted series is about? Yeah. So the Twisted series follows a group of four girlfriends. Um, it starts off when they're in college and then it kind of, as the books go on later in their mid to late 20s. Um, so basically it's just about them, you know, like finding love and finding themselves in some pretty... Um, fantastic situations <laughs> along the way to say the least there's like steam there's a little bit of suspense there's a lot of drama along the way um so like i said twisted love is a brother's best friend like very grumpy sunshine romance um uh twisted games is a princess bodyguard i like to say it's like a spicy princess diaries too if the bodyguard was the love interest um uh twisted hate is enemies to benefits best friend's brother and then twisted lies is like a fake dating roommate romance with a, with a stalker. Someone. Oh my God. I honestly, I was saying to the girls not long ago, I'm obsessed with Royal like <laughs> smart right now. And then when I realized that there was going to be Royal smart in it, I was like, everyone back the fuck up. I'm reading. Yes. Like, don't come near me for the next and 24 throne, hours. And there's throne smart in the Royal smart, which I feel like you have to have throne smart. Yeah, you, you do. Have, like, a rom royal, royal romance, right? So yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And your books are like really steamy. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, I think they get like a little progressively steamier 
just a tad. Just a little bit. Like once you get to King of Wrath, you're like, holy shit. (laughs) I'm like, okay, start them off mellow and then, you know, work it up in the series. Yeah. You've had a big week this week. Yeah, it's release week. So King of Wrath released yesterday. Um, so well, for been... us, it released two days ago. So oh, I yeah, got to start reading ago, it so... early. It's true. Okay, so correction. Paperback released on Tuesday and then the ebook released yesterday. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild week, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> to yeah. We're so lucky to be in Australia and New Zealand because, like, when authors put up the date that it gets released, we still get oh, yeah. it released earlier. You get it so early. We, yeah, so we, I started reading it straight away and people are like, can't wait for tomorrow. And I'm like, ha suckers. I'm already it's reading so it. Good. The time zone hack. I had one reader tell me, so she lives in the UK, she told me that she logged into her Amazon India account so she could get the book early because yeah. they drop early in India. She's like, I'm not waiting for UK. Yeah, clever. <laughs> I respect yeah. that. I would probably do the same, but I think New Zealand is the they get the first New Year's in the world, so oh, we're really? pretty much as far forward as you can get. Oh wow! Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah, awesome. I'm gonna be in New Zealand next year. Actually, gonna be in New Zealand Exciting. next year. Well, holy You'll crap! We gotta catch up. <laughs> we do. We do for sure. I'm excited. I've never been. It's anywhere. so. Are you beautiful. gonna come? Are you gonna go in winter or summer? Um, so I'll be there next April because so I'm going to Australia for a the rare Melbourne book signing. I'll see and then you there. I'll probably yes, I can't wait. I'm so excited, and so I'll probably travel around Australia a bit and then go to New Zealand after because I'm already oh, it's a long flight from the US. Yeah. So I'm like <laughs> yeah, make sure so you, you spend make the most of it time in the South Island because yeah, okay. the South Island is way more beautiful it's like south island is lord of the rings and then like the north island is just like any old city so that's not don't say that you're going to offend (laughs) half of new zealand 90 percent of the population are in the north north island Island is much more beautiful putting it on my list yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worth it 100%. Make sure you go to Marlboro and get pissed on their wine because it's what the best it wine Marlboro? in the world. Marlboro. Yeah, okay. okay. Just going to secretly write, write that down. I know. I'm going to just <laughs> casually write this down because I'm still putting together my itinerary. Oh, message us. We've got everywhere <laughs> for you. Yes, please. What yeah. do you need to know about Australia? I got you. Send me all the Rex. <laughs> Definitely will. So. A lot of authors don't like it when we ask them this because they're like, they're all my babies. But which one is your favorite Twisted Series book? I know. I You see, this is the question that gets me every time because I know I should have picked one by now. But honestly, it's it's so hard. Um, I, I will say, you know, the first book always has a special place in my heart just because it's the book that kicks off the series and the one that starts it off. Um, that being said, I will say that emotionally, like I felt emotion, emotional, like writing Twisted Games, like that was the one that I felt the most, um, Twisted Hate was the most fun overall. Oh, hell yeah. And it, like when <laughs> you read it, you were banter. having fun. It yeah, was so the, good. The banter, cause their dynamic is a little different than the other couples. Right. Um, so I just loved like the banter and the way they kind of like bickered at each other and all of that it was like a lot of fun to write yeah 
um, I was saying this to G. I was like, which one do you like the most? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, I like this one because of this. And I like this one because of this. And like, you just, you can't choose. You just they're all so every good. category. Yeah. yeah. It's so well written. We loved it. Oh, so um, do you have any, what's your favorite sex scene in any of your books? Oh man. Okay. I love all of them, but a few, okay. So there's probably three that stand out to me. Um, so the gazebo scene in Twisted Games is the one in my mind, so like when I was writing it, it's like the most cinematic, right? When I was writing it, like I could picture it like a movie scene. Um, the crawl scene in Twisted Games is probably the one that I was the most like, when I was writing it, I was like, ooh, <laughs> some butterflies. And then um, Josh and Jewel's first time in Twisted Hate, like the hate sex was, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like that scene. Hate sex hits different. Ask Betty about it. <laughs> what? Just like my uh, one, it's like my one thing. I've always been in like stable, happy relationships. So, you know, I've never hated someone enough to sleep with them. So, in books, it's really nice to read. So, like my, my partner's like, too lovely. I can't hate him. Aw. It's like vicarious, living vicariously through. I feel exactly. like in person, in real life, I feel like I hold too much of a grudge to like sleep with someone. <laughs> that like wronged me. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, I think about that as well. Like when I'm angry at my partner, I'm like, don't even like lift your shirt up a centimeter or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. (laughs) I can't even look in your face right now because you told me that a Spanish omelet is the same as a fucking frittata. Like I can't deal with you today. Oh, I see the frittata situation was a little harrowing. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was intense. Like we were down at Bondi Beach yelling about frittatas and stuff and I had to walk away. I was like, sit on that bench and I'm walking away for like five minutes. It was really intense. Oh my gosh. So stupid. Like when I talk about it out loud, I'm like, I must be insane. But it's a thing because there is a difference. I can't get over it. I'm so sorry. I have to keep moving on. It's okay. Um, Okay. So who would you date out of in your series? Oh my God. I, okay. This is for real life, right? Yeah. (laughs) Men, oh, oh. Yeah. Men or women. We're very inclusive in this podcast. This is hard. Okay, I'm going to choose one of each because I can't uh, I can't choose one of Okay, for men. Okay, this is for real life, okay? I'm just going to pretend this is like actual yeah. real life. As much as I love Alex and Christian, they terrified me a little bit. <laughs> so, just a little bit. I probably can't date them. Um, I probably have to go with Reese because I, I generally like my men to be a little bit more silent. <laughs> Talk so much. I mean, like we can talk. You're definitely look at you. (laughs) Like we can talk in conversation. You know what I mean? But like the ones that are a little too like outgoing, I get like I get a little annoyed. I'm not gonna lie. Don't destroy your soul. Yeah, as much as I love him. So probably Reese, and he's tall enough to, like, reach all of those tall cabinets for me. And I feel like if I were ever stranded on a desert island, like, he would know what to do. So, um, yeah. Reese. 
And then very the practical girls, choice. <laughs> I mean, six foot five, tattooed, you know. Like, yeah. So much. Nobody's um, sneezing at that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then for the girls, oh man, who would I date out of the girls? I feel like I would. Mm, mm, this is hard. Um, you can throw in King of Wrath if you want. Vivian's a weapon. I uh, honestly, I do love Vivian. I do love her. She is so badass. Yeah, she's maybe, hardcore. Maybe, maybe Vivian. Because it's so hard to choose the other girls. Because I'm kind of like Jules is my opposite. But then I'm like, she's a little too wild. Like I'm very low key. So I'm like, maybe she's a little too wild for me to date. <laughs> maybe Vivian or Stella. Yeah, I reckon I date Vivian. Yeah, because like I like sh- it's yeah. the quiet ones that are psychotic in the bedroom. Like that's how I. That's it is how... always, it is always the quiet ones. Yeah, and she was like really into some stuff, so <laughs> I feel like Vivian might be the one. Yeah. Um. So how does it feel to know that Twisted series is one of the most popular romances out there at the moment? Oh, I mean, I don't. Uh, it's it's like I said, it's been a wild ride the past year and a half. Um, and when I published Twisted Love, like I never imagined it would take off the way that it has. But it's been, I mean, it's been so wonderful being able to like connect with people over books and like having, especially like when people say that they're able to connect with the characters or that the books have helped them through like hard times or that the books have gotten them into reading, which I have. Um, I've had some people say as well. So it's just been really humbling and really amazing to have this community of people that I can now, you know, talk to and relate to because none of my friends in real life read romance. <laughs> so like, yeah. Why so, not? Who are your friends? Get new they, friends. They don't, yeah, they don't read like romance. So pretty much all of my fellow romance readers are like people I know online, you know? So it's it's really nice to have that community and to be able to bond over something. <laughs> We'll be your friends. Thank you. We'll be your reading romance friends. Thank you. Um, So tell us about King of Wrath. Tell us what is it about? What's the latest? What's the goss? (laughs) So King of Wrath is the first book in the Kings of Sin series, which is a series of contemporary romances that's themed around the seven deadly sins. So it is, uh, Wrath is about Dante and Vivian. Um, it's an arranged marriage, more like an arranged engagement, really sort of romance um, between a billionaire CEO and a jewelry heiress. So basically, Dante is blackmailed into the engagement with Vivian. Um, Vivian thinks it's just like a standard arranged marriage, but basically it's like dislike at first sight between the two of them. Um, but they still have to move in together and like pretend to be a real couple in public. And so as they get to know each other better, they like start to fall in love, um, even though they try very hard to deny it, especially on Dante's part. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and then at the end there, well, I don't know if this is like a spoiler. Yeah, maybe don't spoil, it just came out two don't days ago. <laughs> yeah, but I was just gonna say like, we can cut this out if it's a spoiler, but I was just say like, there's a bit of a grovel. Oh, there's um, a big you know. grovel. Yeah. It's not a little grovel. <laughs> the grovel is I hardcore. Love, I the grovel love, in the botanical gardens, that is hardcore groveling. 
I love a good grovel. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I was like, holy shit, Anna. <laughs> what a fan. Call me down. Holy shit. <laughs> Fun fact, that scene was a last insertion. Uh, really? Like a week. Mm-hmm. It wow. was, it was, <laughs> I wrote it probably a week before I sent Arcs out. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. It was a good. It was a good scene. What's your favorite sex scene in that book? Ooh, um, probably the limo scene is probably my favorite scene yeah, on their way to the astronomy date. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but anyway, the limo scene. <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler. A lot. You yeah. like? It's a long book. There's a lot yeah. to spoil. You maybe spoiled like two things out of 7,000. So I, I think you're good. <laughs> Such a good book. Um, so how did you market your work to become TikTok famous? Um, you know, I feel like, okay, so I joined TikTok like four months before I put up the pre-order for Twisted Love. And I think I part of it is luck in the sense that right after I put up the pre-order, I made a video that went like mini viral about the book. Um, and then also I, you know, was lucky enough to have a lot of creators read the arc and that were able to share the book online. Um, and so I think at that time, I think it's a matter, right, of both being active in the community on TikTok, but also I think, honestly, the timing was very lucky for me because at that time, the romance space isn't quite as mature as it was in this space. So it's like a lot harder to stand out now, right, because there's like so many romance books. Like the romance book talk is a lot bigger now than it was back then. Um, Yeah, it's it's developed aggressively over the last two years. uh, Yeah, that's. That's putting it mildly because I remember yeah. when I first joined, it was all like YA fantasy. Like if I ever saw a book account that was focused just on romance, I was like, oh my God, like, wow, yeah. <laughs> You're, you exist. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I think it's a mixture of those two things. You know, I was very active on TikTok. It's still one of the social media platforms that I'm very active on. So I kind of knew like what the culture is and kind of what people like and, um, you know. I was able to build relationships that way. You need to teach us how to TikTok. You're <laughs> freaking useless. Yeah, we're it's terrible of, at it. No, it's honestly, I was really like, when I, it's one of those things where like it gets better the more that you do it. Cause when I look back at some of my first TikToks, I mean, they're private now, but I like, I cringe a little cause I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> but you know, like it's practice makes perfect, I feel like. Yeah. But like, People TikTok about your books, unlike anything else I've seen. It is hectic. <laughs> like the amount of videos that come out about Christian and Alex, especially those two. And like, it's all the, like anytime a new TikTok phase comes in, it's like your books are like taking over <laughs> the phase. It's crazy. Um, so why did you bring out the discrete covers? Yeah, so that ties into the whole being active on TikTok part. Um, so this this goes a little bit into the business side of kind of being an author. But um, so I originally had the male model cover, right, which is still the evil cover for those books. Um, and that was always what we were taught to do because that was on genre. That was genre specific. Like those are what new adult book covers look like. And this was before this was before like alternative covers were really 
um, like a thing, you know. Um, and then, but then I was getting nervous because for months, right? For months, people on TikTok were like, I hate real people on covers. Like, I do not buy books with men on the covers. And I don't think I would have put out the discrete covers if the majority of my pre-orders had not come from TikTok, but they did. So at the time, like, the bulk of my marketing was TikTok and all of my potential readers were on TikTok and they've been telling me for months that they don't like real people on the covers. And I so, I so like a month before release, I started freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, do I need a different cover for this book? But then I'm like, but this goes against like everything that I've learned about being on genre. Um, and so I was thinking about it. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to create a second cover that is just for the paperback because most TikTokers are paperback readers also um and this will be a discrete cover and i will release them both at once and they'll both be available year round so people can buy them you know whichever one they want um so that's how it kind of came about and i mean obviously now when you look at it my discrete covers are my most popular my most popular covers. yeah they are and i feel like that's um, a thing like all the books on tiktok which are really really popular like terms and conditions obviously your books whatever it's all because they have discrete covers yeah and I, I mean, honestly, I feel like the series might not have taken off as much if I had kept, if I had only had the male model cover. I mean, yeah. like, I think there are some books now that still do well, even with like a non-discrete cover. But at that time, especially, um, I think I needed the discrete covers. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of authors changing their books. Like Lily Gold recently changed her books. And you'd think that they were like really cute rom-coms where it's like three yeah. guys banging one chick. And <laughs> yeah, it's the just like... yeah, the white shoes books. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love them. Books. They're so great. But like right. it, they went very discreet. And then when you read it, it's like, wait a second. This yeah. is not what I was expecting. You, The cartoon covers, you never quite know. I'm like, this could either have no steam or this could be extremely spicy yeah. and everything in between. Yeah, like I, I thought I thought Terms and Conditions was dark academia. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the great oh, cover. No. It's got like a oh, newspaper. It's got like, it's got like architecture and like newspaper print on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think... it was for freaking Disneyland or whatever, what a dream world or whatever the hell it was called. It was the Disneyland. It is, yeah. No, yeah. Lauren does not uh, write dark. <laughs> yeah, I figured that out when I picked it up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, baby. That's really funny. Dark academia. That's why I think when you look at the evil cover, because when you look at the evil covers, you kind of know you're like, oh, this is billionaire romance. Because term positions yeah. has it has an, a male model on the evil cover. But if you just look at sometimes it's harder when you just look at the discrete cover and it's like really for people that already know what the book is about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or it's a nice surprise. I mean, that was a nice surprise. Gonna... I don't know how TikTok has done it, but for some reason I thought yours was a rom-com. Yeah. See, I was about to say that a lot of people say that to me. They're like, I thought Twisted Love was a rom-com. Yeah, but like... it's also TikTok saying it as well. Like the way that it's being presented through TikTok by readers yeah um, is kind of like showing it as a rom-com and i kept saying it to jay i'm like i'm pretty sure this is a rom-com not a rom-com i kept on me like that's not a rom-com <laughs> definitely not and you know it's it's really interesting the way that that plays into how people receive because like you know like i think there are certain types of readers there are rom like <laughs> 
there are certain readers I think when they go into Twisted Love they're very shocked by the content because they go in thinking it's a rom-com and like some of them don't read the content warnings right they just go like they see a quote and then they read the book <laughs> lines it's actually um, me I do that no, I mean, quote, and I'm like this is amazing no it's to- no I mean a lot of people do that but then like I know there's like certain readers that really don't like certain themes um or certain things in the book that are covered in the content warnings, but they don't read the content warnings. Oh, no. So they go into the book and then they read it and they're like, oh, this is not, this is not the rom-com I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> Alex yeah. is not a uh, cinnamon rom-com. No, he's not a golden <laughs> retriever. No, he's not. At all. I mean, uh, Josh kind of is, but the rest of them aren't really. No, someone said, they're like, oh, like Josh is the golden retriever and the rest are like black cats. Yeah, it <laughs> makes so much sense. And I'm like, you know, that's pretty accurate. That is very accurate. He's just like <laughs> this a good really analogy. wild. And like in the last book, it cracked me up so much with the chess. Yeah. Like how pissed off he was getting about the chess games. And I yeah. was, and like, it, it just. He's very possessive yeah. over his best friend, you know. Yeah. And like for so long, he was like, fuck you. But it's so true with people who are so stubborn. Like once they drop something, they're like, they give everything. Right. Yeah. So like after he dropped it, all of a sudden they were like so close again. And then he was just getting so jealous. And I was like, I love this. I love it when <laughs> yeah. romances like get jealous over each other. Yes. I love a good romance. <laughs> so good. So tell us, so there'll be seven books in the new series? Seven That's books. Exciting. Long series. Yeah. Doing that is gonna be very good. Next. Exciting. You know, King of Pride comes out next year. Um, I am already brainstorming noodling on things to do. I generally have a brainstorming period before I actually put pen to paper, so to speak. But yeah, so that is coming next. Um Do we have I'm an really idea excited. of who it's gonna be about? Mm, is this considered a spoiler? <laughs> No, it's just okay. names. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be Kai and Isabella's book. Fuck yes, um, I was hoping that was going to happen. <laughs> That's so exciting. So, because at the wedding, they were like staring at each other. They were like staring each other down. This is so good. Yes, I I love it because Kai is so like reserved and kind of like stuffy. You know, like he's kind of like when you think about, I mean, even though he's not like he was educated in Britain, but he's not like British. But you know that kind of like stuffy aristocratic vibe, and then Isabella is so like bubbly and yeah, kind of uh, out of control a bit, <laughs> a little bit. So I'm really interested. Um, I can't wait for everyone to meet them, and I'm already really excited about their dynamic and some things that have plans for them. I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited that you have seven planned as well because your books are quite long, but it's good because yeah. I love like reading a long book and getting mm. into it. And I was like, seven new long books. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait for you to read all of them. I'm so oh excited. excited. <laughs> Can I please be on your arc list? Ask them for a friend. Yes. <laughs> okay, it will be through, yeah, just let me know. It'll be through Valentine PR. I'll open up a couple. I don't know when they'll open it up, actually, but closer to release, and then just let me know. So we'll excited! You have no idea. I like weasel my way into all of the authors' arts. I'm like, I'm the weasel. <laughs> she does. Of the group. I am the weasel. She never I gives up. Know. I have to know. Like, I need to know what happens next. It stresses me out when I start a series, and it's like only the first book, and I'm like, fuck. Now I need to wait like four years. <laughs> only four months. For this one, not four, four months. Years. That's so quick. So you have a yeah, really oh, fast turnaround. Months. Sorry, six months. My bad. Six months. Six months. 
How yeah. often do you try and turn turn around books every six months? Is that your Probably, yeah, it depends on the book. So King of Wrath is actually a shorter time span from Fist of Lies. It's only about three and a half months um, from Fist Ooh. of Lies to King of Wrath. So <laughs> that was a and sprint it's long. to the finish. Um, yeah, although, funnily enough, <laughs> even though it's long, King of Wrath is my second shortest book since I published Twisted. Like, my first series is shorter, but Twisted Love is my shortest book, and then King of Wrath, and then the other three Twisted books are longer. But yeah, generally, I would say... Four to six months on average is my turnaround for books. I wanted to read your first series, but we only have a week to read everything. And (laughs) we try and read as many books as possible in that week. It's totally fine. My first series is very different. Yeah, I was reading the blurb for it. So it's like a two-part duet without a happy ending in the first. Yeah, so... It's a lot of things. I mean, that was like my first adult. I didn't know what I was saying. But I mean, so they were like classic contemporary romances. So they don't have any of the suspense or anything um, that Twisted has. But the first two books of that series are duets. So the first book is about a couple who meets during study abroad. They fall in love. And then the second book in the duet is like a second chance when they meet again years later. Like five and then years the, later, yeah. Yeah. And then the, two, the rest of the two books in that series are standalones. So... Four books, three couples. So, but it is in the same world as Twisted. So if you read that series first, you can probably pick up on a few Easter eggs in the Twisted Whoa, series. shit. Case. I know what I'm reading next. <laughs> Somebody stop me. Um, do you have any advice for aspiring female authors? Yeah, I mean, so a couple of things, right? So from a craft perspective and a business perspective, um, and then just a general perspective. <laughs> I guess Please, a lot give of us all the perspectives. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of perspectives that go into this because especially if you're indie publishing, right? You're not just an author. You're a publisher. You're a marketer. Like you're basically a small business because you have to do all of these things by yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from a craft perspective, so aspiring writers, you know, like I said, I always tell people that I know everyone wants their first book to be like the most perfect book that ever existed and like this amazing thing. But I always tell them that your writing improves over time and it cannot improve until you put that first book out, which is not to say that that first book should not be as good as you can make it. But I think some people get too in their heads and they will spend years trying to make like every single line of that book perfect when in fact like you grow throughout your books. Um, and I do think, I mean, for people who have like never written before and really want to start writing, I do think that there are some really great craft books and like lessons that you can look up online just in terms of structure, like how romances are structured, um, plot structure, how to do characterization. Um, I think one of the best ways to learn is actually by reading books that you love and like reading them critically in a way that you kind of dissect like, okay, like what made this book like hit so hard for me? Like, is it the way that they characterize? Like what were the beats in this book? Like what was the pacing like? Cause for me, I learned the best through like example, um, which is not to say like don't copy, but like <laughs> just <laughs> like an idea of like how people structure things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as always, like, from a business perspective, two of the most important things I think you need to invest in as an author, as an editor and a cover designer, um, or like a good cover, right? Don't make, 
they'll make you a cover in like a Microsoft Paint or like get a very like some covers when you look at them, you can tell you're like, oh, this is like a homemade cover. But that's the most important thing because that's the packaging. That's the first thing that readers see. Like it doesn't matter if you have the most amazing book in the world. If they don't pick up that book because of the cover, like they'll never read it. Um, and then invest in a good editor. And then general advice is just don't compare yourself to other authors. Um, I know it's very easy when you look at other people that you feel like are doing better or you're like, I'll never be as good as this person. But just remember that you're at the beginning of your journey and these authors have probably been doing it for like years, you know, <laughs> like they're in the like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. It's basically the idea. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was no. a lot, but... No, that was we so sweet. <laughs> we love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've It's been so much fun having you on, and honestly, it's been amazing. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out to join us, and you've been so supportive of our little podcast too. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me, and I love that you have this podcast. Like, I just think there should be more podcasts just about, like, romance especially about like porn spicy romance yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> porn. yeah yeah so. that's why we're called girls who read yeah. porn and it just started because we just we it was all we were talking about all we do was just read and talk about it and then yeah. we were like fuck it let's do it, it. <laughs> i yeah. love i love how you thought reading 20 books in a month and a half is wild <laughs> and i was just sitting here going <laughs> Well, they were like, they were long books, okay? Like, Nalini was saying, write long books. <laughs> That's their <laughs> I like. <laughs> yeah. That was before um, I had KU. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that right? Like, I don't know what the deal with KU is, but now it's, like, blowing up even more. Yeah. So, mm. Kindle Unlimited. So, you don't know. It's, it's basically, like, a subscription program, right? It's kind of like yeah. Netflix for books. You pay a certain fee a month, and then you can read all of the books in that library. So, a lot of indie books are in Kindle Unlimited. Um, so I think it's great for people who are kind of on a budget because you can read all of these books by just paying this one fee. And they always have deals. So especially always. on Black Friday, like look out on Black Friday, like they'll have deals where you can get like three months membership for like this discounted fee. So yeah. Yeah, I got three months for free when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Loved it. Yes. Loved yeah, I got it. three months free when I bought my Kindle. So oh, that yeah. nice. oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's good. They're Betty. like, here's your Kindle. Here is <laughs> all the books you can read. All the books you can read. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us again this week, team. We've had so thank much fun having Anna on. Yeah, we had. Thank you so much for having me. Week. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.